0: Join us, DJ and PK, Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. at Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. We'll be there all morning long. DJ and PK, it is time to talk a little college football now with Tim Brando, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox Sports. He's going to be calling the Cal-Utah game on Saturday. Tim, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. How you doing? It's good good to be chatting with you. Can't wait to get to the As Beano Cook used to say, the the Mountain Time Zone. Everybody forgets the Mountain Time Zone. Can't wait to get there.
0: (laughs) All right, so you get to the Mountain Time Zone, but the problem is uh, Cal's starting quarterback isn't going to be playing in the Mountain Time Zone. Their backup quarterback might not be playing in the Mountain Time Zone. Large chunks of their offensive line are injured and will not be playing in the Mountain Time Zone. So you don't want to go into a game thinking you know everything that's going to happen because you know you might get crossed up. But right now, do you really think you're going to get crossed up?
1: Uh, you know, t- t- wounded teams are dangerous. You know, wounded bears are dangerous, right? Um, I see what you did there. Time of year, crazy things happen, too. And with what's lying ahead for Utah, you know, that's the other issue. We've seen this happen before in college football. When you've got, um, you know, a game as, as important as the game with Washington at Washington lying ahead, uh, who's also... You know, I'm having a disappointing season. Uh, last week was a game they really needed. You know, you just have to live in the here and now. You know, and, and um, Utah's been pretty good about that uh, through the years. Kyle Whittingham has done about as good a job as any coach in the country at um, at keeping his team focused. Now they've struggled at the Coliseum. I think we all know that. That's that's been the speed bump that um, they've not been able to get past. But other than that. Uh, they've been they've been pretty focused and uh, a team that you could um, you could count on. But this is one of those classic traps. I mean, it is a because of all the injuries with Cal, because they're coming off the loss with Oregon State. You know, you begin to believe the tea leaves. You know, today's millennial cohort and and college athletics uh, is such. I mean, the coaches can talk a lot about staying focused and you know not hearing the noise, but I mean. You know they can pick up a phone and get any piece of information they want, and uh, Cal just went belly up to Oregon State. Okay, I mean that is about as bad as it gets. So, you know Utah's got to, you know, it it sounds sounds cliche, but it's true. They they've got to find a way to to not read tea leaves and and not have the noise get in the way of of their heads and get in the way of their thinking. Uh, in preparation of this game, right? P- they're pretty good about it. They're probably better than just about mo- you know, not all, but most uh, teams in college football uh, at doing that. But that's—I think—that's the concern. That is obviously the, the the health of Tyler Huntley too. You know, is is he good to go? If he is good to go, uh, you know how yeah, how much strength will he have? Uh, can he play at a hundred percent? Probably not. Uh, How effective will he be if he's at 75, 80%? We don't know.
2: So going big picture. The Pac-12, I want to know what you think of where they stand, and I think the dream scenario at this point is that you have two 11-1 teams playing each other for the Pac-12 title, and that's obviously Oregon and Utah. Oregon with the loss to Auburn early, and then also Utah with its loss uh, to SC, and I think that both teams would be in the, if not in, but close to the top 10 if if that scenario plays out that way, and there's still work to be Done, obviously, but just play with me here for a second. What do you think the winner would be able to get as far as some national respect with regard to the playoff? Whoever wins that game would be twelve and one.
1: Yeah, and you're not gonna gonna like hearing this, but but Oregon will get more love than than Utah Uh, because because Oregon did play that game, and people remember that that game could have very you know they controlled that game with Auburn. You know, for three, three and a half quarters, really, they control the game with Auburn. You know, we live in a world of images and impressions, as my friend Spencer Tillman likes to say. Uh, and I think the image and impression that Oregon has left is an ability to come from behind and win on the road, like they did a week ago. And and they really did outplay and probably deserve to win, but did not win that Auburn game. Uh, Utah does not have that same cachet, but uh, I I I. I I will tell you that the respect value for Kyle Whittingham is through the roof. Um, I'm sure you guys have been watching some of the big noon kickoff and you've heard how many great things Urban Myers had to say about Kyle. Uh, the schedule for Utah just does not stack up as well uh, as Oregon's does, uh, non-conference. And, and I think that that's part of why Oregon is in a better position than, than Utah. But as a whole, the Pac-12 is just in trouble, uh, and it's not—you know—it's just the way the thing is built. The, the college football playoff is built for the pure playoff privilege, uh, and those are brand-name teams. And all of those name brand-name teams right now are are east of the Red River. Uh, they're they're just not out west at this stage. Uh, and every time that the Pac-12 has been in a position to to elevate itself, and put itself in a good position. Uh, And this was true when Cal had that great run at the beginning of the year. Boom. Uh, They took a a dive, and then they got hurt, and more things happened to them. Uh, Washington has been in a position more than a couple of times and for whatever reason just could not get over the hop. They are, without question, the most disappointing uh, team, I think, this year in the Pac-12. Most people thought that, particularly with Eason, they would get so much accomplished and they just haven't. And frankly, I saw them against Arizona. It's not really been his fault. I mean, the Easton's played well. He's had a lot of drop balls, and he's had a lot of uh, uh, receivers that just haven't gotten a lot of separation. You know, when I look at when I look at your team, when I look at um, Utah, this is a classic Utah team. You know, a team that thrives on uh, consistent defense, but an offense that's uh, opportunistic. And uh, it's probably better than people realize. And when Huntley's right, uh, can get a lot done. Um, but step number one is to win this game. And to, as you said, be a one-loss team going in. I think it would be certainly to the benefit of the Pac-12 if both of those teams were one-loss teams. Because some teams out there could step their toes between now and then. Um, but I just don't know how precipitous a fall. Any of the teams that we're talking about that are in front of you, you're going to have. You know, if Alabama happens to lose and you know their quarterback's nicked up, is not going to play, uh, at least until the LSU game, you know they don't drop more than three or four spots when they lose. Um, and, and with the kind of year Joe Burrow's having, kind of probably the same story with them, too. So it just makes the task at hand for any of the schools in the Pac-12 far more difficult.
0: There are two undefeated teams in the SEC, and there are three undefeated teams in the Big Ten, even though Wisconsin got lost. They had four there for, right. for a little while. Do you think those te- those conferences are going to have undefeated champions? Are they going to beat each other up? And if so, will that open the door from, for two teams from either of those conferences to get in?
1: Yeah, I, you know, look... Um, there's, these teams all have to play one another, and, yeah, they can all lose. And and, and this is the thing that's so screwed up about the narrative, uh, fellas, is that when we started the season, what was the narrative? The narrative was it's Clemson, Alabama, and then everybody else, correct? That's what it was. I mean, you've watched the first uh, nine weeks of the season. Would you not say that there are at least, oh, gosh, nine or ten teams that could say, what about us yeah. in the playoffs? Well, would, you, would you say that?
2: Yeah, I think you guys certainly got to go Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU, off the top of my head right there.
1: Well, and and, and you know you can't rule out Georgia because they still have sure. Florida uh, to play and they got Auburn to play and they've got an SEC championship. As bad as they look, they're still in the hunt. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are still in the hunt. And yeah. in, in all of these conferences, Penn State uh, is, is – is, is right there. And, and look, if Wisconsin, even with a loss, I mean, let's say they, they pull off a miracle and beat Ohio State. Do they launch back into the conversation with one loss? I'd suggest, yeah, they would. So what I'm saying is, there are so many more teams this year that can say, you know what, we, we deserve a chance to be in the playoff, that we had this done last year, that... If we did expand to eight teams, we'd have a hell of a conversation. We would be talking about a sport that's riding high and scorching hot with interest because there are that many teams this year that look good enough that, uh, you know, the team that's right now in the eighth position, if they, if they beat the number one team, we wouldn't be shocked. But that's that's sort of the point. Right now, I kind of feel like you can count on Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and after that, I don't think you can count on anybody—not
2: even Clemson. You
1: know, even Clemson—they're um, undefeated, but who have they beaten? And uh, Trevor Lawrence has thrown twice as many interceptions this year as he did a year ago. And they're not going to play anybody until they get into the playoffs That's any good? They're not. There's no one. There's no one in the ACC that they can play in their title game that would be nearly as good as either Utah or Washington. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we've got just so much more out there. To, to discuss with regard to uh, quality of teams, uh, the array of, of, of teams that are out there that could make a move between now and the first weekend in December championship Saturday. It, it sort of boggles the mind. But this is, again, where, and if, if you've seen any of my, my um, material on Twitter that I put out on Sundays, my own Brando's, you know, teams like Baylor and uh, Minnesota are undefeated and no one knows anything about them. And they're really good. Taylor is outstanding. I saw them win at Oklahoma State last week. Uh, Charlie Brewer is an outstanding quarterback. He's got two, four, three, five, four, four receivers on either side. Uh, and a running back in Jermichael Hasty who is nasty. I mean, nasty. Uh, but no one knows and no one really cares because they're not a part of the pure playoff privilege. Brand names in this pathetic process that we call the college football playoffs. They are the ones carrying the weight. And the only thing that matters is who's in. If, if The discussion of college football every week during the regular season is about who are the top four teams. Well, we don't have top four teams. We have about a top eight or nine teams, maybe ten this year. But that's not the conversation. We have dumbed down the regular season. We have turned uh, what should be a sport where we celebrate Uh, Magnificent stories of teams with turnarounds like Baylor's, from mere death penalty conversation in 2016 to an undefeated team with a great coach that everybody is uh, looking at, including several NFL teams, and no one in college football that covers it on a regular basis wants to cover it. We didn't have a problem covering their scandal a few years ago, but apparently we can't cover a team that is in the part of is is part of a great reclamation project like like Baylor and. You know, what P.J. Fleck's doing in Minnesota is pretty special, too. Uh, but, again, we, we dust that under the rug because they're not part of the big, bad, burly brand names of college football that are part of this, what I call, Sun Belt Invitational every year. Clemson, Alabama, just write them in, and then who wants to join them? And, and it'll more than likely be Oklahoma and Ohio State, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what everybody... That's That's what the entire... College football regular season narrative has become, and as someone that loves the sport and has covered it for four decades, I think it's reprehensible.
2: So then, Tim, Oregon, if it goes twelve and one, could get aced out by four undefeateds. If Utah were to go twelve and one, it likely would obviously get aced out by undefeateds and some power brand name with only one loss. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my that's the thing. I, I, I don't I don't think that. Um, I don't think that the Pac-12 can absorb uh, one-loss teams as its champion when, you know, Alabama could lose to LSU. And, and again, uh, trust me when I tell you, LSU beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Let's say it's a close game. Most believe that it would be. All right. Uh, let's say they win the game by a touchdown or less. And Alabama comes back and beats Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Well, Auburn beat – they beat Oregon. Auburn beat Oregon. Uh, And Alabama would have beaten Auburn in a rebound game in the Iron Bowl. And, uh, you know, so they don't play in the – this has happened before. Uh, Auburn beat Alabama, you might recall, a couple of years ago. Didn't keep them out of the playoff because they only dropped to four in the playoff. They still got in. So, schools like Alabama don't drop six, seven spots when they lose. They, they drop two or three spots. And when you play a team like Auburn, and you're in the SEC, and you have teams that you're playing that uh, have a better power rating than, than the teams you're playing in the other conferences like the Pac-12, these, these are the things that come your way. These are the uh, uh, political favors, if you want to call them that, that, that come your way. Georgia could find its way back in the hunt because of who they play. They've got the border war next week with, with Florida, uh, and then they play Auburn in the longest-standing Southern rivalry, and then you know, they could still represent the East in the SEC championship. So the path for those teams is just so much easier, even with a loss, than the Pac-12s could be. And that's, a, that's just a real problem.
0: Jim Brando joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, There's multiple rumors flying around Pac-12 media types about Urban Meyer getting a coaching job and about Chip Kelly maybe getting a different coaching job. Have you heard any of those? Do you believe any of those? What do you expect?
1: I don't think that Urban is going to take, for instance, the USC job. If there's another one out there other than that, uh, let me know. I think there was a story surfacing yesterday on the Internet about Florida State um, that I heard a little bit about late in the day. I, I don't see Urban doing the USC thing. Uh, I just don't. Um, that, that place is a dumpster fire with regard to its organization, uh, its uh, lack of leadership and uh, administration, um, You know, an out, another outgoing big-name alumni, uh, um, athletic director, gone. Uh, what direction is the president going to go or athletic director going to go? Is it? You know, most of the time, I think if you're a head coach, you want to know who your AD's going to be before you go out. There. As I watch um, our big noon kickoff, and I don't know how you guys feel or if you've watched much of the show, but he looks to me like he's having a hell of a lot of fun. And I have spoken to him a couple of times, and he is having a great deal of fun, a lot of energy there. I think one of the reasons uh, they're going to Columbus this week is because uh, at his urgency. He'd like to see that show become a two-hour show instead of a one-hour show. He's publicly stated that. Uh, I'm not saying he won't coach again, but if he does coach again, it's got to be a place where not only does he uh, believe in the direction of the university, but also knows he's got a great chance of winning a national championship. And uh, there aren't many places like that. You're limiting the opportunities quite a bit when you start talking about that kind of commitment. Um, so I'm not necessarily buying all that. Uh, a move by Chip Kelly makes sense to me because he's not gotten what he needed from UCLA. Whatever, whatever he felt was promised, uh, they have not come through on. And that's a problem. Uh, so I could see him making a move. That, that, that one I can buy. But uh, Urban immediately going in, uh, and especially to a school out west, uh, I just don't see the fit right now. To me, USC would be uh, the the most likely, but not with their uh, their administration uh, in the current uh, position that it's in. They're they're like a rudderless ship right now in terms of direction. So I don't see it.
0: Tim, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and we'll watch you on the uh, Cal Utah game on Saturday.
1: Thank you. I'm warming up on my Polynesian phonetics right <laughs> yeah, now. better. Yeah.
2: Huh? <laughs>
1: that entire offensive and defensive front, right? Yep, yep, so warming yep. up on it as we speak. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Nice chatting with you guys. Always is good. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Tim Brando, he'll be on the play-by-play call as Cal plays Utah, and the Utes favored by 19 in that one, with Cal struggling with a bunch of injuries offensively along the line and multiple injuries. A quarterback sets up pretty well for the Utes. I don't see it as a competitive game. That's what the 19-point spread would suggest. Yeah. I really don't, man. I
2: see them rolling. I see them having four fairly easy wins the rest of the way. UCLA, Arizona, and Colorado? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I
0: got the order right on that. Is it Arizona first and then UCLA? No, no, you had it right. I had it right? Okay. But there's the Washington game looming out there that has everybody holding their breath.
2: expect that to be competitive.
0: Can Colorado do the Utes a favor and beat SC this weekend? SC's got three out of four on the road. We're their 0-3 this year, and the home game is Oregon. Yeah. No, I, I think Utah's in the driver's seat, even though they're not in the driver's seat. They are officially in second place. Correct. Tied for first without the tiebreaker. Yeah. But is there a loss or two out there for USC? I think there's at least one for sure. You think Oregon more than one of the road games? Yeah. Any of the road Uh, games by themselves, I would rank Oregon
2: one, ASU two.
0: I just don't know that I could pick a USC team that's zero three on the road to suddenly win three in a row on the road.
2: No, Utah can solve any issues, any problem by just beating, winning, winning out.
1: If they if they win out in
2: Seattle, yeah, if win out, they should be good. Oh, if they win out, oh excuse me, they're going to win this week. If they beat Washington and don't win the South, that would be the ultimate choke. Worse than Romney in 2012. That would be horrific. And, it would. And I see what you did there. Yeah. It, w- it would be. If they go, they win their next two games and don't win the South, ah! that would be <laughs> in a word. That is impossible
0: for me to conceive, yeah. literally. I actually had not even thought of that possibility until you just said it. I'm I'm completely focused on the Washington. That would be games. the ultimate I am ta- shocker. I am taking them two
2: games at a time. Well, with Cal, if Cal had Garbers, it'd be another story. But they right. don't. Yeah, and they may not even have Monster.
0: DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Everything you missed in this show coming up next. We had Jeff Grimes in the seven o'clock hour. Riley Jensen in the eight o'clock hour. A lot of talk about the Jazz opener. We'll get to it all
3: next. Stay with us. <laughs> And now, Top of the Wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Nominate someone you love for a free carpet cleaning online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. ZeroRes bringing you the Top of the Wire. The Jazz open the season tonight against Oklahoma City. 7 o'clock, you can watch the game on AT&T Sportsnet. World Series gets underway, Game 2, 6 o'clock. The Nationals throw Steven Strasburg against Justin Verlander. The Astros lost the opener at home, 5 4. Juan Soto with a massive home run for the Nationals. And ourselves in Seattle play the Sounders tonight. Second round of the MLS playoffs. Game starts at 8 o'clock on FS1. Top of the Wire brought to you by Zero Res. If you're ready for a cleaning yourself, schedule today and pages $33 per room. Minimum supply. Schedule online at zero at saltlake.com or call 801-288-9376.
3: The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready?
0: We're here with Rudy Gobert on The Big Show. How's camp gone? How are you feeling about your game? Uh, feeling great. You know, Feeling great about the team. Personally, I'm feeling great physically and mentally. So, you know, just uh, excited. How much different is it this year as opposed to last with new faces who are going to be playing key roles? I mean, obviously, we have a lot of new guys, but I, I don't feel like it's that different. You know, the new guys got a lot to take in in this training camp and, you know, in these few weeks before the season starts. And the uh, coach has, has done a great job, you know, uh, showing them about our values and about uh, the thing that we want to do with
2: every night.
3: Catch the Big Show Presented by Mountain America Credit Union Afternoons from 3 to 7 On 97.5, 1280 The Zone And The Zone Sports Network
0: Obviously, it was an easy decision once it kind of came up that it was a possibility and nowhere else that I wanted to be. Um, and obviously, with two years still to go, and obviously when it came up and the option was there, it was, like I said, it was an easy decision. And not only for me, but for Renee and the kids. And it's obviously not just about me anymore. And I'm glad that obviously Renee and the family are happy here. And um, yeah, it's very easy decision. There's Joe Ingles talking about the contract extension. It's the Jazz getting ready to open the season against the Thunder. He adds a year and $14 million. He's here. He's comfortable. Knows his role. Knows everybody. So I love Renee and the kids. Year. There it is. <laughs> Don't you? I got, to, I got to take this.
1: <laughs>
0: leaving today. I just ran and playing a song, or is that the ringtone? Yeah, like someone ring the ring someone, I someone I called that. you and... You've got that assigned to them.
2: No, it's my ringtone. I have it in honor of my parents. Okay.
0: So I thought of you. I saw a list on Twitter last night while I was flipping around watching sports. And it was the 100. Yeah, I got it on Facebook. I put it up yesterday, two days ago. The 100, yeah. And and Sinatra wasn't on it. And people were going nuts. 100 Greatest Voices. Well,
2: that is the 99 Greatest Voices. (laughs) Because we know who's number one. Frank!
0: All right, anything you'd like to tell the people about the Thunder and the Jazz tonight as the Thunder get used to post-Westbrook Chris Paul back in Oklahoma City where his career began because the Pelicans were there after the hurricane went through and wrecked
2: the, the city. These young fellas, they hear all things that are out there. Everybody does these days with the social media so these young fellows, being the Jazz, they know that their defense was atrocious in the preseason, but they also know it's preseason. So I think that's going to give them a greater emphasis to come out tonight. And I don't think there's a lot of critics, because I don't think any media in this town is a critic of the Jazz. We're all a bunch of homers, and we're all lobbing softballs to them all the time. We like to think we're tough guys, but we're not. And they hear even the slightest bit of criticism, so it's going to fire them up. And I think that I'm expecting an outstanding effort, unlike what we saw in the preseason. And I, I do think it's going to take time. I get all that, but it shouldn't take time against Oklahoma City Thunder. Not a first game. You know, seventh, eighth game and whatnot, and once you get into the season it starts and games come at you very fast... But the first game doesn't come at you fast.
0: Hey, You've had a week to get ready for it.
2: Yeah, right, exactly. And I assume
0: that Quinn's been in there with three-hour practices devoted mostly to defense. I, if
2: he's brilliant and a genius like we keep hearing, well, then let's see it. Because if it doesn't translate into more success, then then what does you it matter? can be in the Mensa club all you want. I don't care. I want more success on the team. I want more winning. I want better playoff results. That's what it's all about. And you can be brilliant and kind and... Sweethearted and that's everything else, but I got to see this other stuff too. To me, that's first and foremost. You're judged on your record. That's how I'm judging these guys, and I don't make allowances. This isn't high school or college where you go to the Sweet 16 and feel good about yourself. Not at except the pro- they, except not they at- would go to the Western Conference Final and feel good about themselves if they got there. Well, sure, but I said Sweet 16. I didn't say. Uh, Elite Eight or Final
0: Four? It's not automatically Final or Bust.
2: Uh, no, no, definitely they, not. definitely they, not. No,
0: They need a better start than they've got. They've been a 500 club through the first quarter of the season. You were talking about how you won't check the standings until January, but in the past, they've dug themselves a hole. They've no lost some it. winnable games. If they're going to be a better club, they need to be better earlier because they have consistently been very good late. And it gets easier late. Teams are shutting guys down. Lottery teams are rolling it up for the year. Thanks for playing. We're out of here. They're leaving guys at home. You can get on a roll late in the season, and the Jazz have done it multiple times.
2: That's exactly what I wrote about. Yach's about ready to post it. You can see it at 1280thezone.com. You go to ksl.com and read it. That's exactly what, I'm re- uh, what I already wrote about. Submitted it this morning. Should be posted here shortly. I agree with you 100%. The last two years in January, they were under 500. I don't expect that this year. No.
0: And I don't think that they have to be awesome out of the gate, although everyone would no, take that. You
2: don't, they, they don't, really, they don't need to be 16-4. and four, no. Right,
0: exactly. 12-8 and eight after 20 games. I would, I would sign off on that right now. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how the losses would be or who they'd be to. I would just sign off on 12-8 well, right you, now.
2: When we come back, you'll break down that schedule. No, to I tell probably us won't. how you get there. I probably won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> although, Although, you hate it when I do that. And this morning earlier you were talking about 4-1 and one through the first five. I'm like... I legitimately could not name
2: for a million bucks the first five games. Uh, I'm going to have to I. look that up and break well, that down. I know the and first then I three. thought how that was. Actually, I think I, can I tell the you first the first three. four because I think they got Phoenix as the fourth game. Correct. The fifth game, I'm home on. or away? I think it's down in. At Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah, got, it's I've, a wasted trip
0: to Phoenix. You don't want to go now. Our weather's still good.
2: I know. I've already looked at that. Okay. That wasted trip. They're not. They were in and out.
0: Yeah, 30 hours. I'd take 30 hours out of the doom and gloom of December and January in the Phoenix winter. Tell them what you had the conversation with uh, the uh, Arizona recruit, now Utah wide receiver Solomon Enos. He said something that was
2: odd. Yeah, I asked him which – because I grew up in Phoenix, obviously, for two places, Jersey and Phoenix. And so he grew up in Phoenix and not too far from where I grew up. And so I asked him about – Boy, I said, but you're glad to be up here in the summer. Oh, no, no. I like the summers down there. I said, what? You're, no. what? you're crazy. But then huh. I remember when I was his age, the summers didn't bother me nearly as much. He talked about going out to Lake Pleasant, for all you Phoenicians would know where that is. And so, yeah, he said that. I said, well, you better not tell me that you like Utah's winters better than Phoenix's winters. He said, no, no, no. I hate driving in the snow. I said, okay, brother. Now we're on the same page, because I hate driving in the snow, too. So... Yeah, I don't I don't think these players get caught up in that weather. Although I can remember it's two stories I have on the weather. Uh, Don McClain was talking about how he was with the New Jersey Nets, and he's a Southern California kid all the way, right? Played for the Bruins and does a lot of TV work. And so he was saying that they were driving to the arena when he was playing with the Nets to the Phoenix Suns Arena downtown, and they're at a stoplight, and he looks over, at the crowd uh these the cars next to him and he sees sitting there in a convertible with the top down and sunglasses on was Dan Marley. <laughs> and he's, yeah, I sure would like to play for this team. <laughs> See. <laughs> and one time I was at the Biltmore when Roger Vell was playing. I don't know why I was at the Biltmore, but I was there and it was in uh, February, March, and there and was Raj's
0: down there on his five-year, twenty-five million-dollar contract. Yeah, he's
2: sitting outside, just literally looking relaxing, like a million bucks. It's, it's like the gateway; it's an outdoor type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just, man, this is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Good gig. What am I doing up there? <laughs> All right, we had uh, Jeff Grimes, BYU offensive
0: coordinator, on earlier in the show, and. Travel issues, consistency issues, uh, there are many questions, and if they had all the answers, they would have fixed it weeks ago. But uh, he's signing off on the toughness.
2: Well, I want to see the same effort bottled up that they had against Boise taking the Logan. This is not a travel issue. You're not even going to fly. So none of that stuff matters to me it's all a bunch of crap now and so you need to find a way to recapture that passion that aggression all the things that you showed and do that a week from this saturday plus you got a whole week off too and now you know man it's funny this team we've talked about it they lose a game we already assigned them three other losses well then they win a game Why? I mean, can they win out yeah, maybe they can get there. You know, if they get there, if they went nine and four this year, yeah, they had a couple of frustrating losses, but still, and they're playing three quarterbacks, that's pretty doggone good. And more importantly, absolutely, coaches come back for the next year. And if if going to come back next year, I assume there's going to be an extension. He's not coming back without an extension for the final year. That doesn't make any duck. sense. Right, no. that doesn't make any no. sense. I mean, he would probably do it, but I'm talking about from the administration standpoint, no, it doesn't can, make any sense they, to this do is that. where
0: This is where they have a big advantage over the public schools. They could probably give him an extension, maybe not guarantee all the money. Eh, there'd be ways around it. If you did that at a public school, we'd all find out someone would,
2: you know, do the... Yeah, but I think that we would find out to a degree. I don't know. We wouldn't find out necessarily the terms, but I think they would let it be known because they did that when they extended Dave Rose. They were the first to tell you about it. All right, anything else from today's show you want
0: to share? Riley Jensen worried about his Aggies going to Air Force, not worried at all about the Utes. As confused as anyone else about how BYU... Beat Tennessee and USC. Awesome! Lost to Toledo and South Florida. Horrible. Jazz are going to make a major announcement today. Another one?
2: Yes. Haven't they had enough major announcements this week? Well, today's the 23rd, right? Yeah. 3.30 p.m. Now, in the Jazz press release, they do not put it at Eastern time, unlike well. BYU TV. 3.30 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Yeah. And the attendees will be... Steve Starks, Jackie Piskupski, the ma- mayor, is that how you say her last name? Mm-hmm. Piskupski. Piskupski. The mayor will be there. Gary Herbert, the governor, our good friend, Gary Herbert, had on the show many times. Uh, Gail Miller, of course, will be there. And Adam Silver.
0: I think I know what that is. You
2: do? <laughs> what is it? I
0: do. What is it? What is it? You know One, what it is. I don't know what I'll it is. it. It's I think there's going to be an All Star game coming to Utah. (gasps) What? What? Adam Silver was the giveaway. Until then, I didn't
2: know. Adam Ho Silver. Now you're talking NBA. You're not talking RSL. I'm talking talking NBA. Triple A. Building an arena or doing a major
0: renovation to arena will often get you an All Star game. And they haven't had one since they built the arena. The year before I got here. The arena opened in uh, for the '91-'92 season. And they had it the second year the arena was open. It's the first year I was here, so it's about time. I don't know what year they'll announce how far out it'll be. They've how had long
2: fr- do they normally go? Do you know? Uh, t- probably three years
0: out, it's three ish, or four, ish. years. So yeah, something like that. And and you know if they get a lot of new buildings open at once, they'll roll them all out. And, you know well, you can't you can open well, four new buildings been, in two it? years.
2: Twenty twenty three would be the thirty year anniversary of the only one they've hosted. Who's opened a building here recently? I mean, I have no idea where the All-Star games are. Uh, Pfizer Forum out in Milwaukee is one of the... Pfizer Forum? Yeah. Easy for you to say. (laughs) Is that open now? It's open. They opened last season. They're in Chicago this year. Chicago. And you don't like that because your brother lives there. You told us that earlier. I don't think I'll be moving to Chicago. I'm moving to Chicago. Dang it. it. I was hoping that was one of the possibilities.
0: Expensive and really cold winters. Expensive. It's a combination. Oh, yeah, I don't you're know. inside. Oh, expensive. Expensive for you. Psss. Yeah. Are <laughs> you leaking air over there? What's your problem? Psss. Come on. Expensive for me and Yock. Expensive for you. Psss. So I can tell you that the United tell Center me. this uh, year. Okay. Tell me. Uh, Indianapolis gets it next year, mm-hmm. oh. and Cleveland gets it in Cleveland. 2022. So Cleveland, when they don't have a new arena, Rocket Mortgage Field House. I mean, maybe a new name, but... Have they renovated it? It's the first time they've had it since 97. So 2023 so, to So I don't the know if they did a renovation it? five years ago and finally got around to giving it to them. I don't know.
2: When? So when's the earliest? 2023. 2023 would, would be the earliest. Be, well, just give me the... that would be a 30-year anniversary. So February 23 is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So it'll be
0: three, maybe four years out. We'll to it's sneaky breaking news. Mm, there it is.
2: Way to... I wouldn't have guessed that in 100 years. Seriously? Never even thought about it, to be honest. Don't pay attention to it. I mean, did it doesn't have anything to do with it.
0: did an interview with Steve Starks, and uh, he mentioned that, that okay. there was a possibility out there. That's great news in, for the basketball camera, fans in the town, was, for sure. It was on Channel 2. Show. But he didn't assign a date or anything. I watch Channel
2: but, 2. Well, you need to. Sundays I do. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, or they're going to do something totally different and cross me up. Are you going? Uh, well, I didn't even know it was happening, but I would guess I right now you. that yes, I probably will. I know I have to do a four o'clock live shot. You do four so, four live? Four o'clock out live. front. Dave's doing the five and six live. I'm doing the four live. Oh
2: man, that's and team then, coverage. And Sweet. then radio
0: and then radio. That
2: commercial, it's right. Dave Fox and David James are covering the jazz. <laughs> See <laughs> the Road to Tip off baby.
0: <laughs> and then of course I'll have uh postgame coverage. Oh yeah, like no other. Two news at ten and KMYU talking sports. Oh yeah. Jeez, I'm gonna stay up.
2: No kidding not. me? No, you're not. I'm gonna revel in it. The two Daves? Two Dave's walking in the arena a <laughs> All
0: right, that's some of the stuff we've been talking about and some breaking stuff just for you. It's all brought to you by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com.
3: And
1: that's all over
3: almost here. Don't go nowhere. Whip, whip
2: I'm ready! Let's go Utah Jazz! a and 0
1: Title or bust! L-O-L. Has Rick ever been right about anything? That's what I thought.
0: Hey, I was just wondering if you guys could take a few minutes out of your day to explain a horse collar. It feels like every time someone gets touched on the back, the fans are yelling for a horse collar. I don't think they quite know what has to happen. Would appreciate it. Thanks. Horse collar, hands inside the pads. Ripping them down from behind. Or to the side. Judgment call at that point. Horse collar. Could be called. But might not be, and I wouldn't be surprised either. So Kyle wouldn't uh, take the bait and say that play on Enos was dirty? No, he did not. I spoke to him yesterday after practice, after I did the round table yesterday. I did the first hour of it, and you did the second. I went up there, and I talked to him and to a couple of players, and I specifically asked him about the kickoff. The special Somebody brought up special teams. Maybe it may was me. I can't even remember now. But we talked a little bit about punt returns because they're not getting anything there. And he said he'll be happy. The goal is everybody wants to break one, and he does too. But he says can they get the offensive first down a 10-yard return that's a win everything after that is gravy and he wants the gravy but get the 10-yard return on the punt then i asked him about the kick coverage and you know how it is he's got to go to the radio show and so the sports information people are trying to wrap it up I'm like one more and Kyle's like he's got one more and he starts laughing and i asked him about that kick he says you got to have your head up he says that's something we see occasionally that you know aggressive attacking a guy inside at the you know 5 yards in and he said, "You got to have your head up, and you got to have your head on the swivel. You got to do it. And if you do that, you got a chance to avoid it and not, you know, take the full-on shot. Maybe take a partial shot or avoid it completely." He says, "If your head's down, then you're going to run the risk. You're going to get blown up." I'm paraphrasing, but that's it. We, we played it uh, this morning. It was right at the start of the show. If you want to hear the whole thing for yourself, if you're into that kind of thing, it's uh, 1280 thezonecom hour number one.
2: So we could stop with all this dirty
0: nonsense. No, not only. I will make a prediction, and you know I'm right, even though you'll complain. It will die off here because we'll start looking ahead to the Cal game, but it will rear its head again when Utah plays at ASU next year. From these dumb
2: Utah fans, yeah. Nonetheless. I'm not going to give him any credence. (laughs) They're dirty. It's football. Kyle didn't get into that. Kyle was talking about.
0: We've gone soft. Kyle was talking about this is what you have to do so you don't get blown up. Right. Stuff guys have to be coached up on. They need to know. That's the kind of thing hopefully they know before they get there, but not everybody does. Not everyone necessarily played special teams. So please stop. Oh, he also talked about kickoff returns, and he said, I could go into it, but the kickoff returns are basically done. (laughs) <laughs> They're basically, you know, everything's turning into a touchback.
2: So, just ask Scar, you a Utah State. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> you got to be ready if it does happen. You
0: got to be ready for the moment it does happen. Absolutely, and it can. But his, I mean, you could just see his body language as he said that. It was just like, yeah, there's, there's so few returns now. That's kind of a wash. His when when he talks about the return game, he personally is mostly focused on the punt. Yeah, return.
2: and I could live if they just started the ball in the twenty-five. Which, during the uh,
0: broadcast... But you they need were, to have the onside
2: kick available.
0: Right. During the broadcast, I guess you could just say, okay, it's an onside kick. I mean, most of the time we know anyway. The hands team is out there, and there's nine guys. Yeah. You could just roll out the deep kick. All you can do is just hit the little onside number. Or you just say, take it at the 25. We can stop with the kickoff returns, we can stop with four pitches for an intentional walk. Just wave them down to first base...
2: And you would stop the whining for dirty play because your guys got lit up.
0: DJ and PK, we are out of here. Coming up next, Tony and Austin right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999.9 South State or audisaltlakecity.com.